0: What do you get when you mix spontaneous and calm? You get our next guest. And if you don't remember what this is, I don't blame you. It's been like five months and two episodes with two listeners. We're the most irregular podcast hosts on the planet. But it's not because we haven't been recording episodes. It's just what you get when you mix procrastination and laziness.
1: And life events. This was never meant to feel like it's a task that needs to get done it will be sporadic but trust me it will be worth your time so
0: after we recorded with Pai's shameless plug for the first episode if you haven't heard it yet like I said we have two listeners and we benefit from a third one we talked so much about his partner the lovely Chaitna, that we knew we just had to have a separate chat with her and uncover truths about all the lies that Pai's told us
1: Alu games questions, brownies, cats, spirituality, never settle. Now go listen to what Chaitanya had to say. And I promise you, listening to her will make you feel like you should do way more with your life because you can.
0: Something that stuck with me as i was trying to figure out you know how do i really open this up i'm gonna say this and it will obviously sound familiar to you because you wrote it but mirak means a sense of oneness with the universe derived from the simple joys in life it was to do the things that bring me joy and to share that joy with all of you this is how in a post on instagram uh, about you know mirak 2.0 or like your plans to shut one effort down and bring in the other. You explained how you have this need to do what brings you joy, but to also continue to share that. And for me, knowing you for the time I've known you directly and through Pius, my friend and your partner, it has been this. I have known you to be that. How did you get to this point? So just maybe for Manan, who doesn't know you as well, which is a good thing. Just what was childhood like? What were you as a as a kid, what to tell us about the first decade of your life
2: wow that's so that's very loaded it's not one question but uh two firstly i've never i've still not started mirak 2.0 and i'm not on instagram so i'd completely forgotten about this post and then you bring it up saying so mirak 2.0 you said it i'm like oh god now she'll ask me what am i doing with mirak 2.0 and I mean the name doesn't stay, or, or I don't know I still hold the company, so I don't know I might do something with that, God knows, but yes that that definition, the reason why I chose Midoc to be the name is then it's something that I try to always live my life by. Childhood was not like that though I mean I maybe. There wasn't obviously any sense of clarity that this is what I'm trying to do, that I'm trying to be joyful and I'm trying to spread that cheer between friends and family. It w- obviously that clarity wasn't there. But at the same time, childhood was not super easy either. Don't know how to put it. I did not grow up around the happiest set of people. So I grew up in a lot of turmoil. Uh, also at the same time grew up believing this is how all family structures are because when you're a kid you'd see only your own family structure and you tend to think that this this with slight variation is what everything and everybody is. And as a kid I don't remember I mean I remember thinking this doesn't make sense. This, this way that people have of living life, it doesn't make sense to me. It seems that there's a lot of struggle in it. There's a lot of stress in it. There's a lot of, I don't want to say hate, but an inability to show and share love in it. I, I continuously, I think that is something that, and even within my family, I was even at the age of five or six, I think I was called upon to calm a situation down maybe or help out with a situation and not probably the most ideal for a kid but I guess that sense of just chilling and just enjoying your life and not taking a lot of stress about who's saying what why did they say this about me what are they thinking when they're saying this not not putting a lot of meaning to everything that is said and done because of the amount of contrast that I saw in my life that became a very natural uh, way of life to me. At the same time, and I'm able to speak of this so easily because of a lot of therapy, obviously. But at the same time, I think the moment I stepped out of the house, as in whether even if it was for the two hours to be in school when I was a kid, I chose to run experiments all the time, experiments of love, experiments of joy, experiments of friendship. And I would, I used to listen to, it is very embarrassing to say, but it's not too embarrassing. I've accepted it more recently. I used to listen to It's My Life on Loop all the time. And it wasn't a very rebellious, It's My Life, It's My Life, everybody else, fuck off. But it was more like, I guess as a teenager, it became that. But earlier, it was more of that, It's My Life. I think I, it's easy also, it's easy to navigate. It's easy to control if only I'm not listening to every other idea and opinion and uh, suggestion, which is not feeling right within. So there is no closeness to taking help. But if it doesn't feel right within, it's okay, you just don't do it. So listen to this on loop. And I would step out of the house, whether it's for two hours or for... So first decade, it would just be for school time, right? And I would just live however I wanted to live. So if I felt like not sharing one thepla, because I'm a Gujarati, my tiffin had a lot of theplas in it. If I don't want to share one thepla with somebody, I would say no. If I want to give my entire tiffin to the beggar, I would go do that. If I wanted to skip like a class and roam around the entire school with this very close friend of mine from childhood and hide... So this, we did this in lower nursery and we, they couldn't find us for like two hours or one hour or something like that. And they were very stressed and we had just been going around hiding from bathroom to bathroom. So I did whatever I felt like outside. I think I lived two lives as a kid inside the house and outside the house. And in that living to lives, i figured that there is no point making life tough the natural flow of life will always already bring things and situations to you that aren't the easiest so at least keep yourself easy flow through it and i think that got set as a kid so i never found myself feeling that i can't do something in a situation that i don't know what to do because of the contrast that i was living of stepping out of a home where there was a lot of there was lack of peace quite often and still having a really good childhood and being happy almost all the time I felt like there is nothing that one can't achieve because as a very young kid you're achieving two extremes and I just lived I never really thought of even today I don't think too much about the consequences of my action I mean that's not very well put I do care about the consequences of my action I will not go litter I will not go do the things that I don't believe in but if something speaks to me if it feels right from within i don't care about the consequences i don't care about if i leave this job and i without having another job what's gonna happen if i start a baking company after buying an oven six months before and for the first time having baked what like i only baked for six months and i started a baking company and it did really well in the parameters that i consider to be success not the parameters that a business might consider to be a success. So I think in short, to say that I live for myself and everything else just works out. It doesn't always work out, but then it works out, and then it doesn't work out and then it works out. So you never know what what is that. I was telling this to Pius a couple of days ago that Blogna. It to to let's do this recording What should I wear? What should I talk? What How should I present myself? What will be the outcome of it? how do I want people to think about this is too much because you really don't know what is the things that happen after that so people want to take the second step third step fifth step every other step they don't want to take the first step and I only focus on the first step I'm like just take the first step We'll see. because at the first step the second step is again the first step Couldn't so I just take one step at a time and then I just see what happens and yeah it's I, not been bad
1: I had a very mixed childhood in the sense I saw the good and the bad I think that's true for for a lot of people growing up is just the degree of how good or how bad it gets can be uh, can vary from one person to another and also the second part that you said which was more around i'm paraphrasing but let's cross the bridge when we come to it there's no point in thinking what's on the other side because what if after the first step you stumble and fall or instead of walking you run there's so much to be seen there's so much to be done why think about the end goal right at the beginning and get worried about the steps to get there so completely relate to what you said
0: that actually is so true for what we're doing right now because manan and i have been talking about doing this having conversations with people we know to get to know them better and everyone has a story and and that's really the idea behind doing this is like everyone is someone worth knowing what getting to know a little better than you get the time to spend with them and ask them questions to know them and especially now with the pandemic it's become even harder as i was saying like i i could have just met you for a coffee and had a five-hour chat but now you have to kind of take time out having work and babies and other things to deal with all the time is it's just another thing so totally agree this is step one of that and we'll see you know where this goes really There, there is no structure to it. It's free flowing. It's just what felt right to do. If I have that time when my baby's sleeping what do i want to do i want to do this i want to talk to people i love and care for and just want to make the time to know them more than i have ever made yeah. the time to get to know them i think that yeah. was the idea behind doing this you are one of three siblings one right? of three the youngest please. youngest sibling and growing up happened in calcutta or mix of places where where were you when
2: Calcutta for the first 22 years of my life my parents were in Calcutta when I was born so my family was in Calcutta they moved out I mean they bought a house in Baroda I think when I was in class 12 but I continued and did my college in Calcutta uh, San Xavier's, that's where I met Pius. So at that point, my dad was shuffling because they wanted to set the Baroda house up. And my mom was uh, continuing in Calcutta so that I could finish college. And when I finished college, I think another year after that, I moved to Gurgaon. Yeah. So that's when they fully moved to Gujarat. They still have the house there, but they moved to Gujarat. Yeah.
1: 25 Calcutta. So uh, <laughs> what are your favorite <laughs> memories of that place? Do you miss it oh, at all? Man.
2: I miss the food I have to be honest I really miss the food and every time Parsen and I go to Calcutta and we've done Calcutta trips centered around food so we would just go and we'd say we're going to eat and in the process of us eating whoever we can meet we meet because there aren't that many friends in Calcutta anymore also so you have to just decide to go to eat favorite uh, Anand was some place that I would go very often I don't know if you've, you've been there of course Okay. No, but not like when I met Pius in college, I took him out to Anand for the first time. So I figured that it was an area thing. Where yeah. I oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I, so, that's exactly true. I mean, I was South Calcutta, but... Uh, Central Calcutta, uh, That's which is where Anand is, is sort of, you're right, it's an area thing because people from South Calcutta stick to South Calcutta. They don't really yeah. venture into North yeah. or Central.
0: Also, Pais mentions this in the talk we did with him. Was uh, He said that you were the one who introduced him to food, better food choices, because until <laughs> uh, very late in his life, he was just protected from eating out and he had yeah. bad jaundice or something and that made his
2: grandma really particular about what he would eat. And not I eat. didn't know about this jaundice but okay good to know. But uh, I wouldn't say good food choices because he used to eat very healthy till he met me like extremely healthy and uh, then he met me and I took him around Calcutta and showed him the good street food life of Calcutta and then I think he was destroyed. He's still destroyed by my food choices but yes. I think he's having fun at least. Uh, have you been to Calcutta, Acha? I different. have. I have. And guess who took me there
0: to do what? Manan, Manan for food. So he uh, took me to all the places where he wanted to go and eat. You know, in, in the name of showing me Calcutta, he took me to eat everything. But that's so. how
2: you show Calcutta. Then. Yeah. So and, and and Victoria Memorial, I guess.
0: I don't know if he took you. Jyoti Vihar was the Joti one Bihar. place that I remember very clearly having one best south indian meals of my life
2: with a bottle of
0: thumbs up and uh,
2: yeah
0: dum in khirki
1: khirki does not have luchi it just it's no, a chart just
0: paste. the dum something yeah. very alu nice ah, alu. Yeah. chetna and i have a, a common i would say mine is love chetna's is whatever the next level of fetish. love is for <laughs> fetish lust whatever you want to call Obsession. it for potato potatoes, yes. potatoes alu Oh man, Alu. Talking
1: about Alu, how did it begin? Why this fascination with Alu?
2: I don't know. I think, in fact, it takes us to some of my answers will not be funny just because I've been discovering so much more about myself in therapy and I'll have to be honest. And if you ask me Alu, I can't just say, oh, I love Alu. I think it was like the thing I got away with because I put up with so much. In the house simple answer is i love aloo but it's not a healthy thing for a kid to only eat aloo right i i still largely have to rely on aloo for my food needs because i never learned not to eat and you guys are raising a kid but even with the cats that i've raised and i've seen how each of them have had their individual food habits 11 has always just eaten whatever you give her Smokey is very different always wants the bhujia level of her food but doesn't want to eat the dal chawal level she's the marwadi in the group She's the marwari of the group, correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, marwari joke is too <laughs> yeah, with Saurabh also, we're always like, whenever Saurabh comes to visit us for 10 days, we buy a huge packet of Bhajia and just keep it in the house. And he's like, I'm not eating at Yeah, so Saurabh, that... Saurabh show,
0: showed up in the Pious Also I want to just say Saurabh is Saurabh. Who's Saurabh? Wala. Who is Saurabh? Ganeriwala.
2: Saurabh is Saurabh Ganeriwala. Saurabh and Pius went to school together. I had heard of Saurabh before and I also met him in Calcutta once, but I really started to get to know Saurabh because uh, Pius and Saurabh started Google together. I think this one time after Pius's and Saurabh's housewarming party that you also went to, Archer. So I saw a lot of these photos and I was like, Oh, these are too many girls. And these are, t- that's how I felt at that night. And, uh, and also Pius as a joke, or I don't know, not as a joke, but sent me the invite for this party this housewarming party that he had and I don't know if you know this I did not come on the day of the party but I came a day later because you I don't know if you know this yeah I was like if I'm going I don't want to hang out with so many people but I'm going to go meet him so that's when I spoke to Saurabh and planned the whole thing with him even though I didn't know him too well in a conversation it came up and I was asked so do you look at Saurabh as your son or as your younger brother because of how I was treating him and uh, I thought about it and I realized that I think of him as Pais' brother. And I think of him as my brother-in-law. But Saurabh's like a, he's a family friend. I don't know. We're at that age now. We have family friends. <laughs> he
0: mentioned, I think, that when he started to enjoy life, school life, it was probably but when Pius said that when he... Hmm. Started to have more friends than he did, which was like no friends to one friend. Even it was Saurabh who came into his life, so it, the friendship goes way, way back. And obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they kind of stayed together, and oh man, that housewarming that they house. did for a for a PG guest house sort fantasy. of arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a house they bought; it was a place they were renting with other Google people. It was an people.
2: office they were renting, to be honest, <laughs> where it was an office situation outside, and they just had two rooms that were. That had beds. Yeah. Uh, so Saurabh, yeah. we've yeah we've spent a lot of time with Saurabh because they, we were living in one. I mean, they were living in one room and I was over almost every other day. Yeah. And the owner would not like this that a girl was coming, but he would not want to go and tell Pius because Pius say English me baat karna padega, which was not true. But Pius just kept that pretense up, and so he would go and tell Saurabh ki aapka dost ladki leke aata, usko mana karo. <laughs> Saurabh had to have that conversation. <laughs> so Saurabh, I think, holds that That's over it. our heads. Yeah, and then so we lived together in Belvedere also. It's all right. Of course, very
0: interesting time in Gurgaon You've spent, uh, now how long has it been?
2: 2011. Yeah, 11 years.
1: More than a decade. Wow. That's... Yeah,
2: more than a decade in Gurgaon. Doesn't, I think it was in around year six or seven, we were driving on golf course road. Uh, I suddenly, we were not driving, we were in a car on golf course road. And uh, we were going down an underpass and coming up couple of Dante Passes were ready and I told Pias now I'm finally in love with this city. So it took seven years. I'm not in love with the city, but I know the city. I mean at that time I felt emotional and I said love and I realized I don't there's too much pollution. There's there's <coughs> there's a lot of problems. But at least this feels like my city. Till then that moment calcutta felt like my city and that felt wrong because you feel like a city is yours but you're not in that city so at least things got right after six seven years of living in gurgaon about my feelings towards the city speaking to someone
0: who's moved here and they came over and said you know i love gurgaon and man was sitting there man runs a page a facebook group called
1: it's not active anymore we hate gurgaon
0: very
2: simple (laughs) Take. Yeah, I feel I've joined this page and I was in agreement and I still, I get, get Gurgaon's issues. Totally. Yeah,
0: but that person said the same thing. What do you say? They said that they were driving on Golf Coast Road. It felt like, you know, the sense of space, the sense of just overall structure, cleanliness, things around, you know, that places that now I think most people go to places in and around Golf Coast Road and probably that feeling uh, exists. Now that that it has come up in such a nice way, I don't know if going through like Palam Vihar brings that same emo- emotion
2: Palam or Vihar, worse Stona Road, the Sona the road bumpy road lot better now and they have nice highways here and there but Palam Bihar reminds me of all those dangerous times because she yep. would tell us that Palam Bihar is which I don't feel anymore that Palam Bihar is dangerous or anything but she really scared us about Palam not actually <laughs> if it was like after eight o'clock we would be like okay if it's so dangerous we've got to come and drop you off or something and yeah. we would go and then invariably we wouldn't find our way out after dropping you and we would roam around all of Palam Bihar the taxi guys like pata and then we're like pata and yeah there's no no, no markings nothing. It, nothing it has become more dangerous now that's that's all i, I can say believe. about Palam <laughs> I don't believe that I have a lot of people living in Palam Bihar a visit often. but in the
0: daytime yeah that's where the thugs don't hang out near Rizang Latram you know
1: I was living in Gurgaon for a very long time and I even invested in a property in Gurgaon. (laughs) Still hasn't got me anywhere remotely close to feeling comfortable, liking, forget loving the place altogether. But some people often tell me, I mean, yes, that golf course road does give rise to those emotions of uh, this is this is nice uh, because the rest of it is so bad is what I believe. And also I've told people that when they ask me, oh, so Gurgaon, you know, it's got these fancy buildings, glass buildings. If you look at the skyline, it looks phenomenal. And I tell them that there are two Gurgaons. There's a Gurgaon between the 60 degrees to 120 degrees when you're on a highway. And then there is a ground to 60 degrees. And these two Gurgaons are very, very different.
0: very different. And I think you experience Gurgaon as a woman very differently than you do as a man. At least I moved out of Gurgaon six years ago, but my parents live there and I keep going back. But that's the sense I get. I still don't feel comfortable being alone after it's dark. I still don't feel comfortable even... even I don't think my dad got uh, nearly mugged the other day in the twisty, windy road near Palam Vihar. So it this really isn't. Is, yeah, yeah. It, like maybe he was driving back from the airport. It was probably around nine or 10 at night and he, his car was stopped. And so these things still happen all the time. And so I don't, I think it's more That's... from that perspective. But if it's about like food or my people, all my people are there still. So mm. I will always have that love for it. Uh, food yeah. I'll
2: have to disagree with you on so <laughs> Of course no- Calcutta is
0: on. is yeah. the the yeah. best place on planet Earth for Aludam. I know.
2: <laughs> no, for any any kind any food <laughs> is better than but although I would say that for me, the love did not come from the golf Coast Road looking how fancy it was looking. It came from what Archal said about I finally had a lot more people in Gurgaon than I had in Calcutta around that stage in life. Or the maximum number of people I wanted to meet and hang out with were in Gurgaon. And now that's changed again. And which is why we're not even thinking too much about coming to Singapore, right? Because we have so many people that we love and we want to hang out with and we've not met in so i think eventually it's the people absolutely
1: 100 switching tracks from gurgaon and we touched upon aloo but i get the love yes. associated with it and the comfort associated with it i'm a big aloo yeah. fan too one of my memories about you Chaitna, is i think i said this the first time we met i told Achal, or i may have mentioned it to you but i don't think that anyone can get bored with you around it's not the standard that someone talks a lot or someone has Interesting hobbies and you connect on those hobbies and nothing of the sort. At least my interactions with you have been few, but they've Mm. always been interesting to me because it's not the standard cookie cutter approach of who are you? What do you do? Where are you going? What are your hobbies? It's the different connection, different topics off-the-beaten-path kind of topics that I've always experienced when it comes to you. I believe that that is a skill. I also believe that that is not something that comes very naturally to people. But I'm just curious, is that something you've worked on? Or is it just something that is innate in you, natural to you.
2: I'm hearing about it for the first time, so I've not worked on it. <laughs> i think it just goes down to not living that life myself i don't hold myself to any standards it's not i mean archel knows I you also know i've not held down a job regularly and it's not easy in i mean i i wouldn't say it's not easy also because so that's not true it's been easy but it's making yourself being okay with not being the cookie cutter because that is Comes with a lot, not being the cookie cutter comes with its own set of insecurities. I think I got 96% in my class 12 exams. I got whatever exams I've sat for, I've got more than 95. So there's this understanding that I'm a smart person. And then to live in a world where everybody around me is making so much money, ridiculous amount of money people are being paid today, right? And months on end where my income is zero, 100, 500. Last month my income was 2500. And I felt so happy because one lady gave me 2500 to speak to her for one hour to counsel her, to life coach her through some stuff. But it is being okay with that. And, and therefore I don't read any news. I don't read, I don't read anything. Currently I'm reading original texts or early translations of any of Vedantic or spiritual books of our country or a little bit of philosophy from other places but other than this stuff and other than Agatha Christie or some fiction here and there I've not read too much uh and and of course books like Sapiens anywhere where I get to understand human psychology human behavior human evolution the wisdom texts that is stuff that I'm, I care about but other than that I've never cared about reading anything to sound a certain way or to portray myself a certain way when I I remember when I first moved to Gurgaon it's, it's sort of a transition right like you were always or for a while in Right, or oh, you'd been on the move a lot, actually from what I remember Yeah. yeah but to come from Calcutta to Gurgaon to having heard all the things about Gurgaon that you've heard and then to come to Gurgaon and just be like oh now there's this metro station metro line which is so complicated and I want to go from there to there but I have to change at some yellow line and some violet line and some blue line and then I get there and I can't take a cab because the cab is ridiculously expensive and there's no proper autos and there's all of these things and I started doing all this and I remember in one of those days of out Gurgaon and Delhi and CR, Pius took me to a party in Noida. And the way this ended up happening was that I was already somewhere in Noida. So already had quite a stressed day of figuring out how to get there, what to do there. People are initially when you're not feeling great about the place, you'll end up meeting people that are also not giving you a very welcoming vibe. And that happened. that's something else that I see in my life. However you are, you'll find a vibrational match to that people. So I was not finding great people also, also some decent people. And then Pius picked me up from some random Metro station and took me to this party and this party was filled with all of these girls beautifully dressed in shorts and heels and dresses and fancy dresses and drinking in a way that I wasn't drinking in Calcutta and talking in a way that I wasn't talking in Calcutta and being in ways I wasn't being in Calcutta. And I felt horrible about myself that day. And that day I came back home and I'm like, I'm not going to feel like this ever again. So I removed, so sat down and I removed all the things that didn't work for me that day. I did not feel bad that I wasn't dressed up for the event because I had been out all day. I felt there was like a more of a comparison that made me feel bad. If everybody was badly dressed, I wouldn't have felt bad. I felt bad because I wasn't dressed at the level that other people were dressed. I felt bad because... I didn't feel free to approach, maybe if there are 100 people at the party, 90 people are Googlers. I didn't feel smart enough to go and have a conversation with them because they were all in Google and had this fancy job versus I was studying for event management. And that also was an excuse I used because I just wanted to leave home. I did not feel comfortable. I did not feel good about myself. I did not feel good about my relationship. I did not feel good after that party at all. But I got a lot of learning from it. I realized that I can live my whole life chasing all of these standards of anything, or I can live my life as my life. It, obviously, one, that one, ex- that was a very profound experience, but it did not fully get me. And in Calcutta, I was very comfortable with who I was always, but I marked that out to be that I was very popular wherever I went. I was the first, I was always first. I was always liked by everybody. I, it also went in like known circles, right? Just, hanging out with school people or hanging out with college people where Pius and I were the stars of college because uh, we were, we had built this Xavier's Commerce Society. We hadn't built it. We were the second year, but we'd really grown it. Then we both were secretaries of the society. I know now this, these secretaries of are such good friends. And now they, there was a whole story around us and the whole vibe around us. And if I went into a classroom in college, there would, some people would be hooting. So very different sort of a space. I was never insecure in Calcutta, but I never had to question security versus insecurity either. When I came to Gurgaon, that's when I had to question it in the initial years. And I saw that that feeling that I got and the reasons for those feelings, it's not how I care about, that's not how I look at my life. That's not what I want to make of my life. And that that's why it was easy. I guess if you ask yourself, what are you chasing and why are you chasing it? And if the why makes sense, you continue to chase. And if the why doesn't make sense, then it doesn't matter. It's very easy to give up whatever that is that you're chasing. Yeah. So I don't know if it answers your question, but I have made myself not insecure about not being cookie cutter. And that is why I'm, I don't think I'm unique. I think everybody is unique in their own way extremely unique everybody has crazy mad skills and has some genius in them everybody but it's the needing to be the cookie cutter that keeps them away from it
1: true and i feel it's also the fact that the levels of self-awareness in each individual are different and and that leads to some people asking the same old questions that you would ask them over a coffee conversation or you could meet chetna who's super engaged and interested in really knowing and understanding who you are as an individual as opposed to just being surface level who are you what do you do why do you do what do you do uh-huh.
0: now, I, I have to I have to come in here just to say this you might not remember this but you me bias and manan met for the first time i think 30 32 milestone maybe maybe properly we met and manan is the sort of person who takes his time right like he we go out and meet new people most of the times it's you know I will drive conversation because that's just who I am. He's more the listener absorbing and then interjecting once in a while with you though. It was so different that meeting I remember and then also following up with us coming over to your home and you know you uh, I think we were playing a game and you also made him feel so comfortable. You got him like a I think a Hello Kitty mug or some cat cat thingy yeah
2: yeah yeah um
0: cat it's tea. Yeah. it's where i learned for the first time with my husband and partner for many years that he had a monkey uh whose name a pet monkey whose name was monkey i think <laughs> but you brought minky. that out of him minky uh, but you brought that out of him and i think that's who you are is just you know how to make people around you comfortable and you're so confident in, in who you are. And so in thinking of that girl at that party in Noida and how uncomfortable that environment made her, I can totally understand that you would have been like, I need to change this. I need to be going in my Tuesday t-shirt with however I want to go wherever and feel good about how I'm feeling. So screw you party. I'm not going to such a party again. I'm going to find my own No, party. I
2: went to many <laughs> such parties and had a blast. Eventually, and, right? Like, yeah, that's what yeah. changed it that for us. That Chetna is not going for it. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. Chetna was up because I don't blame the party in any way. Right. It was the state of mind I went into the party with. It was what, like I said, what is it that I'm chasing? I realized I was chasing all the things that I don't really matter to me. I feel having children kind of makes this clear for clearer for people. Right. Yeah. You understand that it does. You're not going to sit and think about something that is not a priority because you have an actual physical priority in front of you. Absolutely. And I'm almost
0: scared of how much perspective having a person or a being or a pet to take care of how much perspective that gives you, because you start to actually, like you said, eliminate so much. It shouldn't get to a point where it's just you and that thing. you know you also don't want to do that uh, but it gives you that level of perspective but you spoke about the cats before and now i i saw and you said you haven't been on instagram for a while but i saw you describe yourself as a founder a cat mom you had a paid reboot, curating, curating there. stuff yeah. there was gin in between this kombucha there's so many different things photography maybe at parts of it so before you get into and this is just like the obvious question anyone would ask you right you've done so many different things how did you get to doing cranberry and brain curry and blah 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 walk us through that wow but I you remember be... <laughs> those names that's insane
1: and also i'm a good friend too so monday morning musings please in your he, what, uh, which you?
0: i told him about i am definitely a subscriber and i used to read those very regularly till you've i think stopped the frequency of it but i want to show you this is the oh first no, picture you, you are, up on, on really? instagram <laughs> okay <laughs> and, pretty earrings and auto yes This is April 26, 2012. So you're at this point in Gurgaon and for our listeners, we're looking at the first picture Chetna ever posted on Instagram. So from here on, I think this is a good point into your career. Even you were probably studying at this point, but talk about that picture, walk us through your various jobs and and career changes up until today. And you're the health and wellness coach at CORE. So talk to us about that whole decade
2: wow They're, again a very like these questions are very loaded and you guys have come prepared i thought here i'm just gonna sit and, catch no. up and find out more about baby <laughs> no. not no we can
0: do that as well i have lots to say about me but i want to know okay. just i mean inspire me i need to leave my job at some point so i'm we'd always cut, trying cut to cut get up.
2: everybody to leave their job so that's not a problem <laughs> <laughs> that picture from like I had no memory of this picture and then suddenly a lot of memories were brought in. You said it was twenty sixth April two thousand twelve, right? I was in Bangalore. That picture was if you actually look at that picture properly, I had no memory, but suddenly everything came flash. Like in, in a flash I remember everything. Uh if you look at that auto it says K A. Yeah, so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was I in
2: Bangalore, Bangalore for an event, picked up earrings from maybe Gormangla I don't know that's the only place I know in Bangalore so I'm saying that and uh was probably headed to an event and uh, I don't remember anything else about that picture but I still have those earrings I really like them about the work uh, I did a lot of event management work in school uh, in school and college uh, without really knowing that it's just called event management towards the end of college like this point, having probably done around 12 to 16 big events in the last three years. And I know that a lot of them were done with a lot of things that I brought to the table. Like you, if you're heading the thing, you know how much you contributed. I knew I contributed a good amount. And I felt really confident in the work that that was. And at that time, I was also studying to, so I've always made choices as just whatever feels right, right? So I was studying to become a chartered accountant on one hand. But on the other hand, I also took marketing as my specialization in college because I was like, finance is the road then marketing. It makes sense. So I did that. And I realized I have no interest in Chartered Accountancy. I did not study for my second level of exams. Unfortunately, I cleared them. So then I was expected to do my finals and that was in May of 2011. And then around after not going to every tuition that I had paid money for. So close to some 60, 70 lakh and 60, 70,000, sorry, to the extent of not wanting anybody at home to ask me, why aren't you going to tuitions? So I would just leave the house at the time of tuition. So 5 a.m. sometimes go to my best friend's house, kaka and sleep there. And her mom is wondering, why is this girl coming every day to my house at 5.36 in the morning and going off to sleep? She's not doing anything else and then leaving at nine. So. Did a lot of crazy things like that and decided that if this is, realize that if this is how I'm doing chartered accountancy, it's not pro- probably not for me. So I went to my dad, I told him I didn't want to do this. And he said, you've got to finish your finals before you can do anything else. And I can't believe I'm sharing this on the podcast. So I ran away from the house and I said, this is not what I want to do. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do what I want to do. And what I want to do is event management from Gurgaon or De- Bombay. But uh, Gurgaon was easy. I knew somebody in Gurgaon. I did not know anybody in Bombay. And the person I had a bit of history already. So there was that also uh but to my mind it was already history at that thing anyway so uh, moved to gurgaon did my one year of course got a job did event management for i think 6 years total but with a year and a half of sabbatical in between i loved my Work. I loved it. There was a point where I was running the company. Slowly, 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 people had left. They were not hiring, but we had some projects on hand. So, one of the companies I was basically running to the extent that I was running it from my house, I said, I don't have time to come to office because I'm alone doing this. So, I'm going to run this from my house. If I tell boss if you need to talk to me, you just come to my house. And this is when we were living in Belvedere. And uh, eventually, I realized uh, the market for the company is messed up. The clients are trying to take advantage of the company and the the event management company and the event management company is trying to take a bunch of its vendors and the vendors are then screwing us with bad quality products or so many conversations of Kal Tumhara event here, we're not going to put up the stage because we have one floor pending. And I was like, this either has to fix or I cannot be in this industry. The problem was larger than what I could solve. So while even till date, anybody that I work with gets paid on time everything happens on time but when it runs into and i'm a 22 23 year old executive starting in the company and the amounts are in crores i know that there is this is beyond my influence change my company saw the same thing so realize that this is a pattern in the industry like i did really good work so i got in whatever job i had uh the opportunity to do whatever i felt like so anytime if i would go and tell my bosses that i wanted to leave they would tell me okay what is it that you want to do you do that and you stay but Eventually I realized that I'm somebody who wants autonomy to an extent that is not easily offered by people that you work for. So that ended there. All great work, but two things got tired of working those sort of hours, long hours, unpredictable hours. That, that's, that's a lesser point, but found the way the industry was run a little distasteful, not the way I would like to run anything. Then I took a little bit of a break and I was uh, looking at what is it that I wanted to do. I think I might have started my uh, writing musings at that time. Musings came from something very interesting. I used to, from a very long time, maybe even in my first decade since that time, have a thought of the day. So any day that I was, especially on days that I wasn't feeling great, I would tell myself, let's just have a thought of the day, a very silly thing, All most of my things have come from a child's mind. So I'd say, well, let's have a thought of the day and we'll follow that thought for the rest of the day. And that, that would become a game I would play, like I would just then follow that thought always make them positive rather than negative things to think of so I, I I just started doing that and then eventually when at like two or three years into the relationship or sometime into the relationship I started sharing my thoughts with bias so I would tell him you know I thought of the day-to-day and then i would tell him my thought I think after a point he said Chitna, these are really good things people want to hear about it I had no idea I even everything that manan said right now I had no idea that people feel comfortable at now a few people have told me so i understand that maybe that is the output that gets through but i don't do any of my things with any desired outputs in mind i'm just being myself and then there are desire then there are outputs to the results of me being that way um yeah so i said people want to hear it i said really so i remember writing an email saying hey do you want to hear my thoughts i literally just wrote an email out to all the people I knew saying i have thoughts you want to hear them i got around like 20-ish people saying yes and I was like oh 20 people want to hear my thoughts so I started writing and I had I set up some ready I love alliterations so almost all my names are since Snapshare was my dessert blog uh Monday morning musings whatever I make up even like I make up these small words and I think I essentially love advertisement and marketing I'm always advertising and marketing my own ideas to myself so this one year I felt like I had put on a lot of weight and I wasn't taking doing work the way I wanted to work and I wasn't making the kind of money I might there was another year, like I think three four years back and I called that your work workout worth it we will work we will work out and then we will feel worth it as then we'll have lots of money <laughs> so I just brand everything around me so uh, that you yeah, know is so... actually
1: uh, that is uh, sorry to interrupt but that is actually a very nice way of motivating yourself if if yeah. one can call it that
0: this it summarizes you i think also like i guess the workout the worth it you always have these things in your mind right? anyway continue i don't want to break your
2: no uh yeah so musing then uh, i said what will i call it i said i don't want to write every day i am somebody who Who hates doing work? I hate doing work. So I'm always having to bargain with myself to convince myself to do the least amount of work. So uh, I was like, okay, I won't write every day. So I'll call it Monday. I'll send it out in the morning so that it's done. So it'll be morning. And oh, Monday morning. Okay, musings make sense. And then I made a principle in my head that if it's Monday morning musing, it has to be written on a Monday morning. So I may have 20 musings written or thoughts filed in my head. I will not write about any of them. I have to have to had that thought at that moment or have had that thought but not really written anything about it and then write it and send it out on a Monday morning. So eventually, I think I think even some of the earlier questions you guys asked me, the answer comes from gamification. I gamify everything. That's the way I keep things interesting for my head. So the gamification makes my life very easy but also sometimes makes my life tough because I may want to write about something really nice so I may have written something really nice at some other point and then I will say no I will not do this because this is not written on a Monday morning. So. So those are sort of things that I'm working on and not being so stuck up about my rules because they are game rules after all. They can be a little fungible, flexible. But yeah, so Monday morning musings came completely from Pius. I think in that also I took a break because I realized I wasn't finding material coming from within. I wasn't finding content. And by giving, I was kind of became an excuse to not actually live those thoughts of the day through the day because now written and sent one using to i think eventually to 90 people i never made it into a blog i my goal was never to make it big my goal was to write it to people that want to read it in fact i would sometimes see oh this person hasn't replied in a long time i would just remove their email id from the list if only they reached out to me saying hey not getting your emails i would then add them back it was never for popularity right yeah i took a break when i felt that it wasn't making me the most joyous. And I am not going to do it just because I have a commitment or I've said it or I don't know. Those reasons never seem to matter to me. Yeah. And this current break is more because the content that I can write about that I want to write about now, I don't know if people are ready for that content. I, for the lack of a better word, I'll use the word esoteric is the region of my study and my work and my interests. If people aren't ready for it, I think that certain sort of ideas, if they come a little too early, they get a bad name for just coming a little too early. And also this kind of content that I would want to research much more in the sense, experiment much more with before sharing. So while I continue to do that work with my clients, and I've jumped ahead in the story, but I, I don't, therefore I don't write musings. So yeah, so musings came around the time of events. And I think then I was a board games master in between. I was a bartender. I was, I think had a couple of other odd jobs like this. And then I—I I was a poker player. More recently, I was—I uh, ran Mirage for a couple of years board games and the bartending do you can you
0: tell us where which places i know it was the cafe i
2: think it was called it was called mind cafe yes uh i went there one day and this was around the time of me being in sabbatical zone and i was sitting there and i was like guys this is what i want to do this is what i want to be doing i I love games i've always loved games all my life you probably know about my 2048 some like on minesweeper I, i can complete the basic round of minesweeper in seven seconds so I have some crazy numbers. My two zero four eight scores are like I stopped playing the game. The game like I did not end the game, I just stopped playing the game. I want to do this. And then Paz was like, Okay, then do. So I was like, Yeah, that's right. It makes sense. Why am I just sitting and saying, I want to do this and feeling bad about it? Then I should do. So then I asked the waiter, I was like, Who's the owner? And he pointed to a guy and I was like, hmm. So I went to him and I said, I want to do this, and he's like, Wait. We need a staff, but obviously you're not the right person. You need somebody this time, that time. So I, I spoke to him and eventually I convinced him to let me come two to three days. And I chose the off, like the days that are easier so that I could sit and learn more board games. And I think in the process of being there over a period of four or five months, I learned 150 board games that I could then go up and teach to anybody. And that, that was the job that anybody comes. And the way they, their model worked was that You paid 90 rupees or some fixed amount per person per hour to just be there. And then you played as many games as you wanted. Again, I made a game out of it. This person, I think, would probably like that kind of game or let me test the limits of this person by giving him or this group a slightly difficult game or slightly easy game. Let me see the reactions of different playing different games. And yeah, I think I'm constantly collecting data about the world. Uh, Again, comes from the childhood. A lot of the things that we do, and I think I've been lucky enough to be able to make most of them my strengths. A lot of the things that we do stem from something from our childhood, right? So collecting data, wanting to be ahead of the game is all coming from there also so board games was that uh, bartending was super fun i've been saying all my life i want to learn how to bartend want to learn how to bartend so i went for a short course in uh speak easy it's in sector 14 15 15 yeah. In yeah yeah so went to went there for a course for a short course you make four drinks they teach you how to make four drinks and the founder young turkey was teaching us that day and every time he would come and have a drink from my glass or taste whatever I was making he was like oh this is perfect oh this is perfect so I thought oh this is perfect entry for me to go have this conversation with him now because he's liking everything I'm making and at this time I was already running the dark, so I knew much more about flavor and cooked food and not beverages but I understood flavor profiles and textures and temperatures and all of that so again I went and had a conversation with him and he was like oh but we don't do this. So I said, Okay, you don't have to pay me anything. I'll come and work for free. Just let me come. And he said, Fine, you can come, you can be you can be behind you can be the bar back. The bar back is a person uh, helps the bartender. So the bartender will say Ye though, those so i said, this doesn't sound too much fun, but let's go. So one day I was a bar back And then from the next day, I was serving drinks to people. I became friends with all the bartenders and they were like, but now you're doing a good job.
1: Literally written the job description of every job you've had so far. You've decided exactly what job you want to do and you've figured out how, you know, the job description and...
0: Like, just give me a way in, I will make it my own. That's how...
2: When you put it like that, I, again, like this, is because what you guys tell me is like the, it's not even the output. It's the, it's how that output is received. That's true because actually when you come to core they called up for a very different role and i said no that doesn't work that's not what people need this is what people need this is how i'm going to do it this is how much i'm going to charge you if you want me you take me and then they said okay no we want you so i did it and then eventually i said okay now you guys don't are not getting enough value by what i'm doing because you first need to do those things so if you do those things then you can call me to come and continue this but we i'll get to that so that was bartending mirak I don't know what to say about Mirak. It Mirak was a it was a crazy it felt like I took on too much before knowing anything understanding anything. I think at some point I borrowed some money from my family to do something and then I did not get good response from that. I mean, I got the money and then I didn't hear nice things and that sort of uh, crushed my spirits a bit also. But eventually I realized that I jumped the gun a little too quickly on Mirak. I, did, I started baking and there was a phase where I was baking a new product every day. 80% of those were if you were having my Japanese cheesecake, it's the best Japanese cheesecake you've had. If you were having my cranberry, some cookie, it's the best one you've had. Include, like, even I felt that as a very non-biased judge of dessert, because I love dessert. And, uh, yeah, so I realized that, oh, I can cook, I can make them so well, I might as well sell them, because people are coming and telling me, I'd buy this, I'd buy this. But, I realized the running of that model of business, that level of sirdardi is not something that I like taking on. So when I fully realized that everything is true, everything in any of those Instagram posts that I've said is true about why the name, why the products, the products were extremely dear to me, but everything else outside of that was not dear to me. I gave it lots of shots in my head in different ways, in different formats of tying up with people in different formats of purchasing every investing in every line of work that sort of becomes the dessert so investing in the boxwala guy investing like not making him my vendor but thinking to the extent of I will invest in each of these businesses and grow them as I grow but eventually I realized that I'm not passionate about other people eating dessert I'm passionate about me eating good dessert (laughs) (laughs) That does not make for a good founder of a company like that. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there is more for it, but I'm going to call it failure. I won't say failure. The learning from Mirak, or why did Mirak stop and what's next for the baking and dessert journey?
2: Nothing next for the baking and dessert journey. I will bake for my friends and family as and when I feel like, which I haven't baked in two years. Except for this year's Pius' birthday, I baked him a cheesecake. That's it. There was a very early point, I think. I don't even remember the exact time when this would have happened. But I think very early into doing mirak, I realized I didn't want to do mirak. But it is very hard for me to give up. At that time, I looked at giving mirak up as failure, which I don't at all anymore. So I didn't give it up, I think, for a year and a half just for that reason, to not fail. Do not let pies down in some ways because such a, he was such a cheerleader of what I was doing and he was so proud of it and he would talk about it everywhere to everybody with such joy. And I was like, Oh God, I can't tell him that I don't want to do this anymore. In fact, I had started baking at home just like that. And for my, and my birthday turned up and he got me this gigantic cake of me being a chef and it sort of put an image in my mind and I, 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 I kind of. Person I am I wouldn't put it on him that he forced me to do anything because he didn't generally nobody can but I do have, like I think he can influence me more than anybody else can and I think somewhere I was influenced by his love for dessert and my love for dessert and just feeling very cool about doing something like this so I did it for a while I did it well there was the money incident that I said with my family that sort of really crushed me and the other thing because I think at that time in order to just give the money back I broke whatever little savings I had and I just gave it back and but then at that time I had no money to run the business also I realized I wasn't getting genuine joy out of it and if I was to sit back and think about it I'm actually grateful all of those partnerships that I tried that didn't work out and this situation that happened because it eventually led me to say okay this is not working out for me otherwise I would have kept going up barking up the wrong tree for a very long time I, I don't When I say wrong, I don't mean I regret anything. Like, I'm very happy with what has turned out to be my life so far. And I've said this at every stage also. So at that stage also, I would have said that about event management and bartending and uh, everything else. reason I asked
0: about failure, because one of the reasons we're doing this, at least... For me, it's really important that I, when we have the understanding to listen to this and know that everything is not about accomplishments and achievements, but when you hear celebrities talking, right? And Pius is telling us you're watching a celebrity walk through their house and you're like, why, who cares uh, about listening to, maybe even I'm seeing those home videos of celebrities walking through, like, this is my house, this is my farm and my yard. and my. While that's interesting from the perspective of, yeah, I'd like to have something like this in my house, but not so much like, you never hear as much unless you know, prompted what went wrong or what was that moment that decided you change the course of life. And, uh, which is why I asked about the fact that you decided to discontinue something that I'm at least even I met you during that phase. And I was like, she's really enjoying this. you know. So what made you discontinue that now it all makes sense. And then, uh, you got into meditation at some point or was, was that always a part of life? And then what, what came next?
2: Meditation, I think is something that I've done on and off for the last 10 years, but what I understood of meditation at the starting of my journey and what is meditation? It, they're two completely different things, but I started with uh, Headspace. I think most of us who did any form of meditation, I think in those days started with Headspace. I think I was paying the ridiculous, like now I think it's super cheap. At that time I was paying some dollars every month, but did, I didn't do it too much, but I, Saw the value of meditation and then meditation has been a part of my life and both of our lives over the last 10 years in some way or the other. I think four or five years ago, we did transcendental meditation together, of course, on it. I've done, uh, inner engineering a couple of times and I've done a lot of meditations on the internet and on different apps. And so it all started that way. The real starting of meditation happened, I think, as a kid. Again, there was a need to find empty brain space in my life, given the two lives I was living. It's the most succinctly I can put it. I used to go on these really, really long walks, two-hour walks, three-hour walks. I would walk from my house to Kalighat and back. I would walk to, and Manan would be able to understand what I mean. I was in central Calcutta. I would walk from my house to Toliganj and back. And there was some bhumya mandir or some mandir over there and i would just go and i was never a religious person but i would really enjoy going to a mandir but the fact that i was not a religious person never kept me from going to a temple i understood that those are two different things and i would just go and sit there for hours i know that when i was like allowed to go because i was older now and i was able to cross the road on my own without help i would go from one friend's house to another friend's house to another friend's house to another friend's house eat with that friend in her area, that friend within her area, this friend in his area, whatever. And then come back home after a whole day of walking and eating uh, of 12 hours of having done that. But for me, without really calling it meditation, that is when meditation started for me. I have no thoughts in my brain. Maybe I'm listening to a song. Maybe I'm not even doing that. Sometimes if I'm not walking, I would take such a twisted route to, let's say, even go to Kalighat that in the process, I have changed five autos or one bus and two autos and one tram or it didn't matter. My goal was to be at peace. And if that was the goal, it didn't matter what I was doing as far as that was happening. There were times that I would just go and sit. At Jetty, the ones that we were, we, hey, I think we didn't have Babu Ghat, we had a smaller one right near our place. So I would go sit there, the guy would sell masala peanuts, I would buy that, eat that. So I think that's spending a lot of time alone as a kid. While at the same time, nobody thinks I'm alone because I'm constantly moving to meet one person to another. So they don't understand the travel time and the alone time that I got in my travel. For them, I was this person who has too many friends. 100 people turned up to my birthday party one year as a surprise. I did not plan this party. So this popular person, but for me, that popularity came from "Ah, I need some, some hook in that area to go to that area. And it was that the so meditation really started, but never really thought about it. Lost all of it as a teenager, did whatever nonsense all of us do as teenagers. And then again, started basic meditation in Vergao for no, not for any purpose. I think in the last four, or five years, and I think you know about Pius's depression journey and he might have even shared it. It has been a central part of our life in some ways over the last few years. I took a call, I think very early on that I cannot focus on him, but what I can do is I can focus on making sure that I'm fine and therefore indirectly help him make his life easier because I, the first few years of Getting to know about depression or understanding depression was a lot about, you know, you don't want to say it, but it was more like, why can't you just snap out of it? Somewhere in my head, it was like that. We you don't, you don't read about, you we didn't read about, we didn't know about depression. The time when I figured that I said depression was probably the first time I was interacting with depression in any way, any known way. Maybe that my family members had it. I don't know, but in any under, like as an adult, as I have an active role to play in this, this is the first time I was understanding it. So there was a lot of, I went through a lot. Again, I reached the same conclusion. What I'm going through and for the desired outcome, it doesn't make sense. So what I'm going through must be wrong because the outcome is decided that I want him to lead a happy, healthy life. That's the outcome. How is it that I'm having to feel worse off for him as a result? Like the equation didn't match for me. So I checked it and I realized that the only thing that I can do is take care of myself. And in that journey of taking care of myself, physical health started as a thing that I started looking after. Not constantly, but I did a lot of like, I would go to cult fit and then I would try and do this and I would try and do that. But nothing stuck. What finally stuck was yoga uh, that I started two years ago. Yeah, I found a great teacher. And uh, with him, I've done, like, I, I can now do asanas that I could have never dreamt of doing myself. I can now hold my mind in ways that I would have never thought and imagined was possible for me. That That's where meditation kind of became a bigger part of my life. But to tell you a crazy story, last year, I started doing a lot of meditation like maybe eight nine hours of meditation a day and my yoga teacher had to intervene and tell me that you must not because you are going to die if this is what you do because the body is a vessel through which meditation happens and your vessel is not ready at all and you're it's like putting 220 volts of electricity through a 110 volts of a vessel uh, or a motor so don't do that so so i learned that the hard way but I've had the same approach with meditation and with this spiritual journey puts a lot of ideas in people's heads. So I don't like to use it, but it is a spiritual journey. We all are on our own spiritual journeys. Uh, I realized that, yeah, that even this journey is is my journey. So I can have a yoga teacher and I can have uh, all these gurus. And I, I, I talk, I talk. I, Talk to is not the right word, but I learn from all of them. Like I learn from a wide spectrum of gurus. I've made sure that I don't get stuck to one guru because the idea is not to get an ideology, but to really see how I can live a good, easy life. Meditation has been a part of my life for a long time. But more recently, the definition of what meditation has has changed. Now the goal is that I stay meditative the whole time. That's the goal. I fail at it. I fail all day, every day. But that's what I go back to as the goal. That am I meditative right now? Am I meditative right now? And being meditative only means that are you in this moment fully right now? So some of the things you guys said that I'm not asking questions is because I don't know, I don't have an agenda that when I will meet Manan, I will find out if Google are level pay he's working if it comes up i'll find out and i will also forget by the time we meet the next time but i will find i'll ask and i'll find out I, I don't mind getting to know people but meditative just means doing what needs to be done in that moment so in that moment if i need to feel that i need to reach out and ask him something more personal i'll do that in that moment if it feels like i need to crack a joke i'll do that if that moment feels like i need to share a story personal story i'll do that and if it feels like i'll shut up and i'll shut up I know you, I know
0: all these things you've done, but the courage it takes, man, to do this, like, you know, I almost preemptively named Veer Veer because I want him to have this kind of courage to live his life on, on his own terms and yet being social and, you know, it's social, not in a, oh, you're so social way community, sense of community and friendship and relationships, investing in them, knowing how to trust and care and love another person. I let Manan ask you the next one, which is the most important one.
1: (laughs) Just hearing you speak, I, having spoken to Pius right before you, it just gives a sense of of yin and yang between you and Pius, at least in terms of, I wouldn't say outlook, but approach, demeanor, uh, motivations, mental state of mind There's almost it almost seems like you two complement each other in a lot of ways where he brings some encouragement or gives you that little nudge that you often need uh, sometimes when you want him to feel better the things you do to help him uh, feel better about himself and the things that he's doing it's a very nice partnership he did mention to us how you all met and where it all started what's your version who pious means to you and where it all started.
0: And if I can add one more to it as you start speaking, because I don't want to interrupt while you're speaking. I asked him this was, how did Chaitna influence you? And, and what would Chaitna say in terms of how you influenced her? It's the same question back at you so just a little bit more about uh, how you're met what your relationship like what it's been like over the years i'd imagine it has changed quite a bit obviously very close friends with bias so i have a third person perspective on it and i have seen how it's changed him as a human being over the past few years even and how your support and his support as you were speaking i was thinking how that works right like when you said he was your biggest champion and cheerleader sure. for a lot of things that you wanted to go That's fly making- go fly because at the end of the day People have to eat food, there needs to be money to buy vegetables, so if one person wants to live that way, can the other have a stable, you know, a source of income, you know, those types of things. It happens only in a partnership that is where two people are secure and happy with conflict and with fights and all those things. So just your your bias story, if yeah, we can be story. listening.
2: You know Joy Deep, right? Both of you? Joy yeah. Deep and- <laughs> No, it's not unfortunate. I it's didn't say, I didn't say like the, the word. One good thing he did in college. <laughs>
0: the only thing is, the good thing he's ever done is life. okay,
2: cool. No, no, no. In college. I don't know what he's done since then. But uh, yeah, so he introduced us, and he introduced us, and he said, uh, Chitna, have you met my Canadian friend Pius? Almost exactly like this, and I, my, I looked at him, and this voice is very spooky. This voice came out from inside of me. This is the first time any voice came. Since then, lots of voices have come. You're going to marry this guy? I was like, "What nonsense is this?" I was going. I was in a different relationship. I was in five different relationships after that. That four. But this voice came, and I found it very strange, and I never paid any attention to it till we actually got married, and I was like, "Fuck, you know, in the first I'm sorry, but the first time I met you, this is what had happened. There was something inside me that told me this is going to be a future husband, and I was really creeped out because that I was not not into anything spiritual or esoteric at the time, just doing my own thing, being a fresh out of school college kid, I don't know, having boyfriends and Jod in the regular emotional drama we are at that age and this this is very strange i felt a deep sense of calm when i met him and i always feel a sense of calm when i'm with bias actually and i don't think he knows this i mean he must know this but i I feel and i just feel a sense of calm and there could be a lot of things that he does right that i can talk about like you said that go fly attitude or i trust you no matter what Like, you know, if you're telling me that this sounds like a good decision to you, I trust that level of trust that he's never come and told me that you need to be making money ever. And I am somebody who hates taking money from people. He's the only person I have ever taken money from. And then when I was a super young kid from my parents, but I did a deal with him. I told him when I am 35. Whatever is my net worth, you will get twenty five percent of it transferred to you in one flash. Whatever that is. So and with that going is good as of now. So he's not gonna be lost. But that's not the point. He's never come and told me that you need to do X, Y, Z for me to be happy. And that is huge. that, that it's because when I say never, I mean never. I mean it in small things. I mean in big things. I mean in fights. I mean times where it has been so bad that we've like, maybe we've got to call this off. Any, anything. In when I wake up, in what I eat, in how I eat, and how he eats, and how we live, and how we raise the cats, and how we think about the fact that we don't want children together, or if that was to change for one of us. Across the board, he has never told me, you need to do this for me to be happy. That... I don't think I have not said that. I must have said that in some indirect twisted way. You need to take care of yourself for us to be happy. Maybe not framed that way, but that is the essence of what I'm saying. He's never put that across to me like that. And I I think that is what I get. Like there's so much I get from him, but that is like the main thing for me. He calls me independent iguana. So he treats me like, or self-reliant seahorse. So (laughs) he treats me like that. And sticking to your love of uh,
1: alliterations.
2: That's why he calls me those things. Yeah. uh, For those reasons. Yeah. That the fact that I feel a sense of calm around him and that he lets me be are two things. My pious story, how we met is that Jaydeep introduced us. We instantly became friends, became really good friends, didn't know too much about each other, but just became friends. Just were very easy. talk to each other or later I found out that he used to consider me his best friend in college I did not and he's very sad about this but he knows this just lots of conversations lots of walking around Calcutta lots of eating food and sometime six months into knowing him I I had this thing that oh I you know I don't mind dating this guy and I was also single at that time so I said hey do you have a girlfriend he said yes forgot about it didn't think about it just forgot completely forgot about it went back to being friends with him like i remember we were in a cab at the back and i said hey you have a girlfriend he said yes i said how come you've not mentioned her or how come you've not met her and he said "Uh, she's in delhi and this is what she does and i was like oh sounds too fancy Uh, and i was fine again became really really good for continued to being really good friends somewhere then things just started like I think it just started with being as a more physical attraction towards each other, and then morphed into more emotions, and then morphing into emotions, not morphing at the same rate and at the same time. So I think there was a point where I wanted to be with him. No, I I know there was there was a good. Like few months that I wanted us to be together, but he didn't want to be in a long distance relationship because he was he had just come out of a long distance relationship where he hadn't enjoyed the outcome of it, Uh, not the relationship. I'm sure he had a good time. Eventually, I said, okay, I'm going to move to Gurgaon and I don't want to move on such slippery surface. If it's off, then it's off. So before you, I move, you tell me that it is off. So he said it's off. And then I moved as his friend. And then when I moved, I saw that his behavior was not like a friend at all. And I was massively confused. And I was like, this guy is driving me nuts. And I want to run away from him. But I can't. I just ran away from uh, somewhere else. So <laughs> I can't run again. <laughs> from CA. <laughs> CA finals. yeah. It went on. Eventually, he asked me. I think I, I think Archel has a big role in this or a role in this at least because he he told me later that you texted him asking have you asked her out yet and then he said that's what prompted him to ask me that day because you texted him then and then he took me to western for breakfast and then he said now before moving you had said that now this thing is off uh is it still off i was like i'm not gonna answer this question because it has no commitment at the end of it like i'm not gonna are you asking because it's it's not off is it on or are you asking because just general curiosity i want to know if you're off meant actually off or not then he said no no I, i i would like us to i would like you to be my girlfriend or something like that he said and i said i'm gonna think about this and i went and i was cool and i was decided i'm gonna say no to this guy this is just jamila this is he's went on for so long i have a good friend in him i'm not gonna say yes nicely i called my best friend again Kika, up and i told her all of this and went for a shower and suddenly while i was taking the shower i was like what am i doing so i got out of the shower i went to his pg and i said yes yesterday and we've been dating since then it was 24th april 2011. i
0: definitely know that bias is lazy about
2: doing things <laughs> i don't
0: know if he yeah. is now but was and so yes. i remember pushing is <laughs> to push each other to like get in touch with the people we love he might have had a role to play in me being with manan so it's, it's yeah great. Uh, okay so, so the
1: best the best thoughts come in the shower always that That's i agree a, with <laughs> lesson
0: i, I get my inspiration why <laughs> yeah yeah
2: no showers are the best yeah. i don't
0: know what it is but really it's like doing things right like getting out of that if you can just go do something right after you've taken a shower uh, you will do the thing you really want to do i always come up with these things that have a double meaning okay okay <laughs> wait so now we're getting to the segment that we call a very innovative name for this segment innovative name is rapid fire you'd have never heard of that before <laughs> so we are no. going to do a rapid oh, fire God. so far your questions of all all the things you told us you thought about or you kind of took your time in this don't think no as thing, much thing. and you can give us long answers so there are no rules uh current or has the rules and hampers we don't have any of those things. <laughs> so we're gonna ask you stuff no hamper also, no rules no hamper no rules also not the most positive uh set of questions you'll ever hear right like because <laughs> oh. everything is not positive and hunky-dory and lovely you know and people don't always have perspective and like happiness i think it's a mix of both and you should just you life is getting comfortable with the worst so i'm going to ask you the worsts because i'm the pepper of this salt and pepper <laughs> Even though we're both dressed in black today, which was nice, I wear Manan's clothes, nothing else fits me, so he has only black and white. And blue. Okay, uh, worst. to
1: clarify, I don't wear her clothes,
0: yeah. Uh, you could <laughs> now give it, I mean,
2: <laughs> I was, given we actually wear from the same, given new, yeah. yeah. But there was a phase where Pius and I were doing that also, and then Pius got me this set of t shirts that said a oh, day every day. He said, Now nah, chip chops, they wear your own clothes, perfect like
0: in my uniform. I was wondering, yeah. uh, I, I was wondering if this is like a smart way of like just not give ignoring my.
1: <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm going to order Monday. No, no no. Uh,
0: yeah, but I'm saying like in general like most people write Monday morning uh Monday is the worst day no. or
1: planet. or some people would look at their wardrobe and aaj kya pehne? It says Monday wear Monday if it says Tuesday you wear <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah
2: yeah. So for 6 months that's what I did. Monday I wore this Tuesday I wore Tuesday. I at 7 days Saturday Sunday at two each. So I could change also. Perfect.
0: <laughs> next next that-
2: shnoida
0: party, I'm coming with you. And we're <laughs> both wearing Saturday. And like, so that one doesn't have to think about shorts and heels. How I would love
2: that.
1: And to screw around with people, I'll wear Monday. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's what I did. Then I got bored of the wearing the same, like Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So started wearing random days on random days just to mess around with people. And also yeah. then if they would ask me, I'd say, yeah, it might be Tuesday, but I'm having a Wednesday state of mind. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: good conversation <laughs> good starter again huh okay rapid fire so we're getting into it okay so these are the worst you just say whatever comes first to your mind worst, worst. movie or
2: tv show Om three ombak three was the worst okay it's, it was so bad it was really bad three yeah. huh so the first two were okay oh wait oh yeah 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 i, d- yeah. I didn't go for the first two okay for okay yeah. food anything that's not aloo <laughs> I knew
0: this one. I knew I will say this actor, female, male person you just don't like seeing on the screen. You're like well, this person irritates me,
2: and I don't know if even if you ask me about movies, no, even Ongba Three. Now reached a place where I don't hate anything or anyone like that because even they are bringing a character on screen. I may not like the character. I don't have an answer to this. You but like Fardeen Khan? Yeah, he's so entertaining. I mean, if he comes on screen, <laughs> I laugh. So yeah, so
1: your that's what I told. <laughs> <biased>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> says he hates Fardeen Khan.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, next. I mean, I don't hate anybody. Book? Yeah,
1: just... A Not book like you didn't it.
0: enjoy reading. You felt like it was a waste of time. If I feel it's a waste of
2: time, I stop reading then and there. Which was oh. which book? Tell me a book you start and you're like... uh There's some book that Riddhi gave me, which was about World War time or something like that. It was very depressing. And I read two pages and then I was like, I'm not going to read it. And when she gave it to me, she had such a twinkle in her eye and she was like, very good read. I'll just put it away on the side. Song. A song you don't like? And I'll give you a little bit of a background on this.
0: Uh, Do me a favor, Let's Play Holy by Anu Malik. Akshay Kumar is dancing. That song brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> I hate it. Like it, something not, happens.
1: Yeah, not in a good way.
0: Not in a good way. Not in a good way. Like literal crying, and Man does it when uh, sings it when when he needs to make me cry. So a song like that that you you're like, stop it.
2: I think if a like intense rap music plays, I feel uncomfortable. Oh my god! Then how do you, <laughs> you and Pass listen to music? I know he's totally into all that hip hop.
0: Yeah, where very... we okay. What would be the title of the book about you if your enemy wrote it? i'm horrible at this game so i I guess if someone if someone didn't like what was what do you think they didn't like about what do people not
2: like about you i think generally people find me i don't know i genuinely don't know what people don't i also don't know what people like about me therefore i also don't know everything you
0: said up until now was all very likable I must say <laughs> so all those things oh, yeah. but yeah that's that's actually I guess that's that's what is left to discover maybe there is nothing to I
2: think about. um I think it would be called outside the box or against mm. the cookie cutter or something like that because they ah. I know that people don't not like me but they do get a little unnerved some people get a little unnerved in my presence if they are not willing to flow because I will to flow I mm. even have a tattoo that says Baho. if I wrote maybe I would write the book, Baho. you didn't get to your tattoos,
0: man. I could yes. forget about that. Wait, just quickly, you have one that says Baho and one that says Eternity.
2: That one I know. have one, the first one, which is like in not angel wings but eagle wings on my it's a tramp stamp. So mm. let's not talk about that more. Uh, eternity, <laughs> mm. I think I came down and yes. I showed it to you. Yes, then this one forward and pause, mm. pause forward, Baho, and then this is just artistic flowers yes. or something. So, five? One, two, three, four, five, yes. Does five, Spice six, have it? is one. He just has three lines. And then when anybody asks him what they're for, he tells them different reasons. Because we went so this one and then he had his three lines here only. We were just sitting outside a tattoo shop just before maybe a month or something before we got married with a friend of ours. And uh, we had half an hour before uh, dinner reservation. So we just got tattoos. Mm. Okay.
0: Sorry, rapid fire. Next, Manan mm-hmm. is going to do the yes. positive stuff, Lisa. Thanks. Happy. But I
2: don't know if I have any answers to those also. Yes, tell me.
1: Oh, trust me, you will. Everyone does. So these are more like things you've enjoyed or recommendations that you would give to people. So book that you recommend to everyone.
2: You know, now is a very strange thing, but now recommend a good, easy translation of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras to people. Earlier, it would have been whatever fiction book I enjoyed. Uh, Power of Habits is a favorite book for many years, but now I think a uh, easy translation to any Yoga Sutra book by Patanjit.
1: Are you into podcasts all that much other than this one?
2: Oh. No, this is my favorite <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, you know, so books, you. Sorry, I want to take the books thing again. Yeah. All of children's books. We have lots of children's books in the house and we love, like, especially the, this one recently has Got Me, The Boy, Horse mole mm. and the fox yes. right? i don't know if i'm beautiful so also all children's books all the books that i've gotten for sahana they're amazing uh, i found this shop where they have the most interesting kids books ever so and have... i'm not let anybody know about the shop
0: we have to go to the shops together with me but have you read giraffes can't dance Oh, I haven't read as many as you would have <laughs> read, I'm sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I know that one from the first word to the last, but that one, I think, I feel you'll really enjoy that. I'll send you that book. Yeah. Hmm, does it
2: remind you of Fires Giraffe's content? <laughs> because now he does dance. And he oh, I've mean, seen you
0: both. Doing a really good job and really sweetly, you're like guiding him. Like, ye karo, ye karo. Like, sides. Side. I can tell in the video. Next question, rapid
2: fire.
1: Uh movie or show?
2: I have loved. I got into poker after watching the chess show.
1: Oh, the Queen's Gambit. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes. that's a nice.
2: I, like, I started playing poker properly, professionally, five six hours a day because of watching that. Thoroughly enjoyed Sherlock. The show, the episodes. The BBC Mirror. BBC, Black Mirror. I'm. I feel like I'm just saying things that are just at to the top of my yeah, mind, but they're course. not actual answers. But they're that's not actual a, answers. That's rapid
0: fire. It's so uh, empty in its yes. <laughs> typical questions.
2: Movies. I my one of my favorite movies is The Martian. And whenever I'm feeling down, I go watch either The Martian or The Intern. One of these movies. Intern is my feel good movie. I think both of them have a common theme. You can do anything. Can get back from mars alive yeah. be an old person and go be an intern and i think that theme is what i go back to these movies for like a reminder that i'm not limited i can do anything
1: best trip you've ever taken the f- your favorite trip a place that you would go back to
2: Come out 2019 i took pious for his birthday in the hills and uh i called the guy up before reaching and i said please give us a room with a good view and he said okay okay and i was like shit man he's not gonna give me a room with a good view and we reached and we realized there was no place that didn't have a good view on that property like from your bed you saw the Himalayas and the sun rising and there was just this peace and quiet and, and then later the wasp from Antpen and the wasp visited so now it's become a super popular place and very hard to get they only have 10 rooms very hard to get a room and all of that but then when we went back then I think that was one of my favorite because you said what would you go back to. So I would definitely go back to Kumar. I did a solo and my only solo trip to Udaipur before COVID. I had intended to go back on solo trips and I I will make them a part of my life. I I enjoyed the soloness of the trip. I want to go back to Kumar.
1: What's the best compliment you've ever received? One that has stuck? I
2: think what you guys told me today is fascinating. Everything you guys said to me is a great compliment. Uh, you said that when I when when if I meet somebody, I I, I make them feel comfortable. I it's, it's that's a great compliment. I think that again, I don't hold on to any of these things because, uh, like I said, it is your conclusion of the projection yeah. that I'm putting out in the process of me being me. If I say, oh, now I must make people comfortable, I think the first thing I'll do is make them uncomfortable. <laughs> so I, I I felt very touched when you guys said that.
1: Lovely. What would one find you doing on a Sunday afternoon?
2: Or a Monday afternoon. All my afternoons are the same. I'm sitting in the afternoon sun uh, with one of my cats or two of them. So far, all three are not coming together. And watching some YouTube video by either like one Swami or one Guru or some, or listening to just some Bhakti songs.
1: Got it. Where can people find you if they wanted to get in touch with you?
2: Generally, they shouldn't find me, but if they must, then they should call WhatsApp me and I will reply within 24 to 48 hours. I like your turnaround time, it's perfect. Yeah, my my... WhatsApp status says I take a while to reply. Mine is away, but away people don't take it seriously now, they know I take a while, okay, and then they're happy. When the receiver replies faster than a while, then they yeah. feel very yeah.
1: happy. Since we're talking about statuses, my friend's status is typing.
2: Yeah, typing. Not a lot of people typing. do that. Huh? No, this but- is is what a way returning videotapes from that movie, American Psycho. Ha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: question where can people find you is more also I say they're listening to this and they're like oh my god this person is so interesting and now have, is actually a health and wellness coach and i want to reach out just you so know what's life coaching mean? so whatsapp is your but how does one find your whatsapp information are you do you have a website phone number no i don't have anything
2: like so that. contact phone phone me and like i will give you
0: chetna's number <laughs> okay i was gonna give my no no that's smarter that is smarter yeah we'll do the we'll do the screening screening. we'll do screening of calls if i feel that person is like really just not trying to get in touch for life advice but something else yeah i'll handle it yeah okay
2: and yeah final final question
1: yes what are you doing after this literally and then in life
2: that's great uh literally i will be taking fire to the vet uh and uh, literally i'll be booking a cab because fast took the car to work and i'll be taking then fire to the vet where she will get put some medicine on and then she has to dry in the sun for one hour so i'll be carrying a book with me and reading that or chatting with her while i'm there in life i don't know exciting stuff will happen i don't think about life at all in the sense of i think a lot about how I am going to be in life, I don't think about life. I am going to hopefully be very easy, very chill, very happy. And happy doesn't mean no oh, bad things aren't going to happen to me. Happy just means irrespective of what happens to me, I'm going to be happy. I like being easy more than happy, actually. Mm-hmm. So hopefully ha- easy, joyful, courageous, then life will happen. And then we'll have some amazing results from that
1: and then combination. We have- part two of this conversation
2: 30 episodes
0: down the line (laughs) I want to bring you back I want to know what more you've done in that time just knowing how you are i'm sure there's going to be so many other exciting things uh you know after speaking with bias i was like, would chaitanya want to come on with Pius and talk to us will there be time would she like and then uh bias is like you know what a separate conversation about all the things that you're asking me with her because i was like texting i was like i want to know this from chaitanya on not know what tell you so and, so and i'm so glad that we're doing this separately because i know you i know that moments in time where you have taken these steps but to say this again the courage it takes to actually do them and to be an outsider watching it happen in a place where many a time i've felt like i don't want to do this corporate job i don't i writing is what i love to do not giving it the attention that i think it deserves not the idea of not making money you know it's always second guessing it's not good enough can it get me money or a stable source of income all those things so listening to you i myself am having these moments of imagine if i had in my early 20s thought when i used to drink <laughs> that i want to do bartending and actually gone and done it i would have 10 years ago known how it's done uh, or any other thing for that matter that i felt i mean i can't can't say it enough but thanks for sharing i know it's not not always fun to record the stuff or have the stuff be recorded uh but thank you for being so open no it's completely fine thank you thank you thank you